This podcast is brought to you by Paul Simpkins and the Boldly Lead program, focusing on helping tech leaders like you end the frustration of low-performing teams and losing high-quality employees so they can increase productivity by 50%, go home on time, and sleep better at nights. Hello and welcome to the Tech Leaders Toolbox. I'm Paul Simpkins, and we're here because how you lead today determines how your team succeeds tomorrow. And above all else, I want you always to remember that you are definitely a leader. And leaders are most effective when they grow. And they grow by a commitment to become better each and every day. This episode here is falling on a holiday, Memorial Day. And so I thought what I would do here is uh, look back at some of the great advice that we have gotten over the last several episodes. Uh, You may recall, if you've listened to previous episodes, that I always ask for a tip or a trick. And so what we're going to do, what I've put together today, is some of the best advice you have gotten over the last 13 episodes of the Tech Leaders Toolbox. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, like I said, today, what we're doing is something a little bit different. And what I've done is gone back and took a look at the first 13 episodes that we released. So that takes us, uh, uh, again, through a few months worth of material. And one of the things you've noticed, if you've listened to some of the podcasts, one of the things I always do with everyone who's a guest on my show is I ask them for one practical tip. One thing that you can apply right away in order to uh, improve your leadership, in order to have uh, add value to your team. And so what I've done is I've gone back and looked through those first 13 episodes and I have extracted those out and that's what we're going to be listening to today. And I'll tell you a little bit about each one as we go along. The first four that I'm going to share with you today are actually from the first four episodes. And what they are, are the four facets of how to make your leadership better right away. Four things you need to do in order to be able to improve your leadership. So let's see what that's about. So if it's a situation where you have a spouse at an anniversary date, What if you were to give them a bottle of champagne or a bottle of sparkling grape juice to take home and celebrate their special day with? And and I'm not talking about, don't go buy them a bottle of Dom. I mean, you know, unless you really have that much money. $10 on a bottle of cheap champagne. It's not the champagne that matters. It's the fact that you cared and you recognized it and you made a difference. And it lets them know that they make a difference. People desperately want to know that they matter. When you recognize these important things in their life, it lets them know that you care and that they matter. And until people know that they matter, nothing they do will matter. So I talked about giving you a take-home tip, something you can work on right away. So here's what you want to think about in terms of something you can start working on right away 
to make your communication better, there's two things you want to think about. Two words, basically. Consistent and constant. That you need to be, that you provide people. You need to be consistent about providing everybody with all the information they need to do their jobs. Be as open as you can. Now, what about constant? What does that mean? That means that there is no such thing as over communicating when you're dealing with people. So how do we create greater connection with people? I'm going to give you a takeaway here. This is something, again, that you can apply right away, and you are going to find that this is absolutely the easiest thing in the world to do. People connect primarily on common ground. The things that they find they have in common with one another. And what makes this so incredibly easy is that with just a few questions, you're going to find all kinds of things that you have in common with other people. And here's a key to this. Remember that common ground is always personal, not professional. Everyone wins when you learn how to influence and increase your positive influence with people. So what are some ways that we can do that? Things that we can start applying right away. And this one, yes, you can apply this right away. But I'll be honest with you. It's going to take a little work. You're going to have to be intentional about it. It's not just going to happen accidentally. Here's what you want to do. Look for an opportunity every single day to be an encourager encouraging other people. When you are an encourager, you're providing a positive note to others. You're building others up and in turn, that builds us up in their minds. Now again, I'm not talking about throwing out insincere compliments or anything like that. I'm talking about finding the things that people are stressing over, finding the things that concern them, finding the things that are on their mind, and finding ways to help encourage them to keep moving forward. The first guests we had on the Tech Leaders Toolbox were the two chief officers of Neoware Studios, Caesar Medell and Corey Lansing. And they shared some great insight with you about what it takes to build an enterprise like what they've built, where they've done some really great things here in the local mall, where they have actually built a IT business hub in the local mall. Here's what they had to say. Well, biggest lesson for sure um, is not trying to do everything by yourself. A hundred percent. That's kind of, I think, one of the biggest issues a lot of entrepreneurs run into is they have an idea, they see what they need to do, and then they just, they, they try to do everything at once and they never really get any of it done. Uh, so a big part of being a co-working space is, you know, allowing you to communicate and work with other people, get other ideas, so you can kind of take off those blinders that you got and uh, really get uh, different points of view and help them from all those different angles. So having a community around you to support you um, and not trying to, uh, I guess, not trying to boil the ocean. 
Wow, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, biggest lesson learned that I'd like to share with another leader would be um, understand ego and work with ego. I've learned, uh, I've had three major exits. Um, I've learned through the seven companies and the 12 extra years after high school uh, to continue my education that the one thing that's rampant out there is ego and it hides itself in passion. It hides itself in so many different uh, forms. And the coolest thing about this is that you shouldn't be turned off by ego. You should learn how to address ego. In this next episode, I talked a little bit about the critical component to being able to make decisions more effectively. And that's knowing about your core values. Here's the basic gist that I broke it down to, the practical application of your core values. Again, five is the ideal number. That is now your set of core values. Write them down. Write up an explanation for each one. Print that out. Post it everywhere. Put it on your website. Put it up around the office space where everybody is going to see it. Because you want to constantly remind everybody, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. Now, once again, if you want the templates for that, for how to go through building your own set of core values, go to the, our Facebook group, the uh, Tech Leaders Toolbox Facebook group, or send me an email at tltoolbox at boldlylead.com. Work on those core values. That's the essence of who you are. You want to do that before you write a mission statement, before you write anything else about your organization, start with the core. Start with those core values because they support everything else. I also talked in an episode about the importance of learning how to respond instead of react to people. It makes you more consistent as a leader. And here's the little bit I shared about that, the quick tip that you can apply about knowing how to respond instead of react. One more thing, and this is related to considering your words, question everything the right way. Like in the examples I just gave, asking questions is a great way to avoid reacting and to disarm a potentially explosive situation. You're going to use those W questions. Why do you think that was the best choice? What do you think you could have done differently? What do you think we should do now and why? So if in fact the person's choice was not a good choice, y'all are going to be able to discover it that way because you have made it safe and you've opened it up to a conversation. So by trying this method, you are not only are more likely to find a resolution, but you also would have helped the other person learn a valuable lesson. Perhaps next time their decision will be better certainly their trust in you will increase. So remember, don't react, respond. My friend Tim Taylor has built a tremendous IT business from the ground up, and he had so many great insights to share. And in this little bit here, you're going to understand how he puts where he placed his importance, that where he placed the priorities that helped him to build a successful IT business. The biggest lesson in any business, I think, is the business owner has to have vision for where he wants to take the company. If you don't have a vision and you don't have a practical plan 
to, to fulfill that vision. If you just run in there and just do the day-to-day every day, you're not going to get anywhere. There's a passage in the Bible that says, uh, without a vision, a people perish. Mm-hmm. They have to have a vision for where the company is trying to go. If you're a million-dollar company, tell everybody, I want to be a $5 million company in five years. Even if you can't quite hit that, they know at least that's where you're going. That's where you're heading. And also, just care about your employees. Care about the people that work for you, and they'll do good work for you. If they, if they think that you care about them, then they'll care about you, and they'll do a good job for you. Lisa Lansing was on our show, and she is an expert on how to make businesses more effective. And, of course, here's what she had to share, that one tip she had to share to help you be more effective. I would say my biggest tip is to get your employees to write down their positions and what they do, because this way, if they have a sick child or they need someone, they need to help Mm -hmm. someone out, they can go do the job. And then guess what? You just did two things. First of all, you made the business move forward. Secondly, you helped someone out and they aren't stressed anymore. The wonderful Shannon Rollins was on our show and she is a health and life coach and she had a tremendous insight to give you a tip to really help you bring more peace to your day. Yes. So we talked a lot about self-care. So I'm going with the self-care. I definitely think that the one tip should be focusing on one thing every day this week and today. So take a look at your life balance and asking yourself, what is my number one priority right now? Is it family? Is it my business? Whatever that number one priority is, making sure that you are putting enough capacity and the percentage into that. And then also taking time for yourself, take time to stop, meditate or create an affirmation for you or for yourself or bring it to your team as well. While you're here, take a moment right now to go ahead and subscribe to the tech leaders toolbox podcast. You'll find the button to subscribe right here on the page. Do that, and you'll always be up to date on the bold and innovative leadership principles we're sharing here. Oh, and come join the Tech Leaders Toolbox Facebook group as well, where we'll all discuss these concepts in more detail and answer your questions. So subscribe today and share this with your friends. Patrick Kelly is the co-author of the book Millennial Boom, where it talks about how baby boomers and millennials can learn how to work together for the greater good and to work together more effectively. Here's the one practical tip he had to share with you about that. You know, so I I would say right now, I mean, if you're looking at today in the COVID-19 world, because that's where we are today, I would say be reactive and resilient, right? Um, There's no point in being proactive right now and trying to chase things. Uh, be reactive. So as you see, like I told you, if you see the Zoom call, if you see the boomer, if you see the millennial, if you see someone having trouble, um, all generations right now, what we need to do is reach out more than ever, right? So be reactive. Don't just come up and say, hey, for all you boomers that don't know how to do this, or hey, you millennials that you know don't want to put your video on. No, let's just start watching. Let's start understanding. Let's get rid of these generalizations and start reaching out like Hans and I did. Turn that awkwardness into opportunity. You know what I mean? Maybe that maybe that millennial doesn't want to show because you know their background because they do. Maybe they 
Um, they like jazz and has tons of jazz posters in the background and they just don't want to show that. So maybe that's why their camera's off. So please, as I say, reactive and resilient and turn awkwardness into opportunity right now because everybody needs everyone more than ever right now. And if we come together as a community, we're going to get out of this as a community. A lot of these episodes came during the COVID virus scare. And so I thought it was important to bring on someone who could give a little bit of a psychological perspective to this. So I brought in Anna Marcoline, who's the real therapist, and she talks about how we can center ourselves a little bit better and bring a little bit more peace into our lives. Okay. I really feel strongly about it. It's been a game changer for me. It wasn't, I thought it was a little hokey for years. I thought it was hokey or, you know, it's, it's in my field of psychology, the importance of meditation. It's actually comes from the Eastern philosophies, but we know it works. And right now with what's going on with coronavirus, there's a lot of different apps that you can also join for free. So I, I use Headspace. Um, there's all, you just go on your apps, there's calm app. There's ones for sleep. There's ones for anxiety specifically. There's ones for depression, but I think taking five, 10, 15 minutes in the morning, just to quiet your mind, it helps to get yourself centered. That is one tip. I think that you cannot put a price tag on it. And I, I recommend we all do it. I was really thrilled to have Scott Miller on the epi- on an episode of the Tech Leaders Toolbox. Scott is the executive vice president of Franklin Covey and has uh, authored a few books. And he also leads one of the largest leadership podcasts in the entire world. And he had some great perspective on how we focus on our people. I learned a valuable lesson, Paul, as the chief marketing officer. I kind of thought it was my job to be the smartest, most creative, best idea wins as long as it's mine. And I was always uh, a bit jealous and, and insecure around people who were more talented than me. And I think as a result, I sometimes didn't consciously hire people that were more talented than me. I didn't go out and recruit people that had the best skills. I was, I was a bit jealous and fearful. I'd remind people, your job is not to be the genius. Your job is to recruit and retain the best talent possible, including people who are noticeably and palpably more educated and more qualified than you are, and be secure enough to realize, hey, my job is to be the magnet, right? To get them all in and keep them there, keep them engaged. Don't try to be the smartest person in the room. No one wants to work for that person. And by the Mm -hmm. way, you're not the smartest person in the room. You're only fooling yourself. And the final one I want to share with you today is I had on also Suzanne Lucas, who is known as the evil HR lady. And actually, she's very, very nice. So we we let that secret out. But this is what Suzanne had to share about, again, during this time of trial and tribulation through the COVID virus and everything else, how to keep ourselves a little bit more focused. One thing that a leader can do today to add value is to listen, listen to what people need um, and be willing to make changes to meet those needs. And that's your customers and your employees. Listen to both. 
Well, that looks like a good place to stop there. We'll probably do another compilation one sometime in the future when we get near another holiday happening on a Monday when we normally let the Tech Leaders Toolbox come out. Until then, go out and be the leader that you were meant to be.